Good morning, Lighthouse. A beautiful Sunday to everyone. Sa ating mga kaibigan sa bawat regions and of course to our friends around the world. Welcome. This is our Sunday morning service here at Lighthouse Christian Community. Currently, you are watching us now live at Facebook and also in YouTube. So, bago po tayo magsimula, would you just uh, give a power hug right now to the person who is beside you? It may be your dad or your mom. It could be your husband and wife. Ako po, lalo na sa panahon na ito, we should be always be, you know, reminded that the love of the Lord is present in us. Amen? Before we start our preaching today, let me just give a shout out first and foremost to our medical personnel here in the Philippines and to all our frontliners who are out there. Whatever you are doing, kayo po man ay nagre-repack ng mga relief goods because we just faced you know, a storm the past few weeks. Or you may be a doctor, you may be a nurse, or you may be in the frontliners as a policeman, as an army personnel. We just wanted to give our thanks to you. You see, friends, it's already November. And for sure, the people in our front lines, the medical people, the policemen, everyone, even the leaders of this nation, for sure is asking, Lord, kailan? Kailan matatapos tong pandemya na to? And recently, we just had two storms just pass by in our country that almost wipe away, especially the people in the urban areas. Kawawa po sila. They are now standing and sitting on the rooftops just because the flood settled in and it's still subsiding up to the day. I believe so. Here at Lighthouse, we just wanted to say that we are praying for all of you. That this too shall pass. Soon, the perfect timing of the Lord, you will see. That's why we are praying for resilience. We are praying also for joy. We are also praying for love. And also na mabigyan din kayo ng panahon sa inyong pamilya sa bahay. And of course, our prayers also goes to all the families, especially recently, those who were affected of this storm, Ulysses. Ang amin pong dasal at panalangin, maramdaman niyo po ang pagmamahal ng Panginoon. Kasama niyo po ang inyong pamilya ngayong umaga. So today, Lighthouse, we're going to continue our preaching series called Filled, Living the Spirit-Filled Life. This is already our fourth Sunday, and I pray that you are already overflowing with the Holy Spirit. Amen? For being filled with the Holy Spirit is an everyday thing. Let me say that, that it is a lifestyle. So, if you have started this series on the very first Sunday with Pastor Jojo Baldo, I pray that you are now overflowing with the very characters of Christ. So why don't you open your Bibles uh, with me? Because today we're going to continue to talk about that. That result of be walking and being filled with the Holy Spirit. And that is the fruit of the Spirit. And today we're going to talk about kindness and gentleness. However, you will hear more the word kindness today because I believe if you are a kind person, then you must also be gentle. You must also be loving, patience, etc. To other people, maybe at your home, to your community, and to your friends. So, would you open now your Bibles with me in Galatians 5.22 and let's read our main text. Let me say that again. Galatians chapter 5, verses 22. Let us read. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, 
joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such thing, there is no law. Before we pray, I would like to make another declaration. The very declaration that we declared made by our dear Pastor Jojo Baldo on the very first Sunday when we started this. Are you ready? So let's declare out loud now. The fruit of the Holy Spirit inspires my actions. The wisdom of the Spirit guides my decisions. The power of the Spirit sustains my life's directions. I am filled by the Holy Spirit. Let's say that again out loud. I am filled. I am filled by the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Would you bow your heads and let us pray. Panginoon, maraming salamat for this wonderful Sunday. And this is our fourth Sunday already. And we pray, O oh God, that by this time now in our lives, Lord, we are already exercising walking in the Spirit, in step with the Spirit day by day. And we see in ourselves, O oh God, that you are just pouring your Spirit, O oh Lord, and it's now overflowing that everything that in us, O oh Lord, it's just you, oh Jesus, the very character of your Son, Jesus Christ. That it will be all about love. It will be all about kindness, patience, self-control, the fruit of the Spirit. Today, oh God, would you continue to speak to us? Because in your word, there is more learnings that we can get today. So Lord, may we not miss what you have prepared for us. Would you now cover your servant? Let everything that will be heard today, let it be you, Jesus. Let everything that we will experience this morning, let it be you, Holy Spirit. Let it be your words right now, O oh God, that will penetrate through our hearts and bring forth change. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Can you just give God all the glory, honor, and praise? Wow. Filled, living the Spirit-filled life. It's very important to be filled, especially in the world that we are living right now, friends, where there is just chaos, so much confusion, so much anxiety and fear that the enemy could use that so that we can be lost in our way or more so that we'll be out of character that we won't be walking in step, in obedience, in total reliance of the Holy Spirit. So if you would ask me on this very fourth Sunday in our preaching series, is it really important as a disciple of Jesus to be filled with the Holy Spirit? My answer is yes, mga kapatid. Napaka-importante na tayo ay puspos at hindi lang puspos, umaapaw. Because the work of the Holy Spirit in us is not just for us to be filled, but His work is also through us. Because the world that we are living right now is dying. There is so much full of pain. People are just lost. People now are on their rooftops crying out loud for help. People are hungry. People are looking for someone who would show them kindness. And we cannot show them kindness because out of our own mga kapatid, out of our own strength, it's not impossible. Because kindness is bestowed by the Holy Spirit. Kindness is the very character of God, the character of Jesus on the cross. So yes, it's very important to be filled with the Holy Spirit every single day in us and through us so we can share Jesus and make disciples. Amen? So, before we dig in to the text that we just read, in this fourth Sunday, I wanted to go in a different direction. Actually, I wanted to go back 
I want it for us to all go back to the very context of Galatians chapter 5, verses 22. So we can have a full understanding and appreciation. Why did Paul said that or wrote that letters to the churches in the region of Galatia? So the backstory of Galatians chapter 5, 22 is this. Number one, that the churches in Galatia had this conflict. And we can read this in Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 to 7. And let us read. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him. Let me stop there. Hmm. You know, uh, I don't know if you're like my wife who love to receive letters. But you see, this letter of Paul to the churches in this region of Galatia, it's, it's unlikely. Dahil, on the very words that we just read, I am astonished. Mukhang galit yata to si Paul. Mukhang he's frustrated. And we will know why. So let us continue to read. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. This is the very first conflict in the region of Galatia, in these churches, these Gentiles who are now Christians, who are now part of the family of God, now following Jesus as a disciple. Yet, in the letter, it clearly says that there are some who is troubling you. There are troublemakers who are already infiltrated the ranks of the church. And Paul was so concerned. That is the very reason why he wrote this letter. And who are these troublemakers? These troublemakers as Paul, in his own context, as he, is, as he wrote this letter, are the Jews back at home in Israel who traveled and learned that, ah, so Paul now had missions in the books of Acts, and now there are churches in Galatia, and they're Gentiles. So maybe we should go there and share Jesus and make disciples too. However, their methods were different from Paul. If Paul is saying that you are saved by grace and by faith through Jesus Christ only, now these Judaizers will wait for Paul to leave those churches and will now now knock on the doors of these Gentiles and knock on their window too. And now we'll present them a different gospel. You see, Gentiles, my friends here in the region of Galatia, Judaizers now will say, this is how you should be saved. You know, it's good that you have received Jesus Christ. You have salvation. But it is not enough, my friend. You see, we have this book of Torah, the law of Moses, and you should follow it too. You should also be circumcised. You should also follow these laws. And there's so many laws, including the food laws, including the, the celebrations and everything, you know, the rituals. So Paul was really frustrated because the churches now in Galatia, in that region, accepted that gospel as if it is the true gospel. And you know why Paul is really frustrated. You know why he's really angry? Not because of the initiative of the Jews to reach out to the Gentiles, but the method is wrong. As if you are saying that what Christ has done in the cross is not enough for you. So are you telling me that my salvation now is based on this law, that I, a Gentile, whose culture is so far away from what 
you have back in Israel. I have to follow all of these first so I can stand in front of God and say that I am truly saved. Paul is saying, no, my friends, that's not how you do it. You don't add on to what Christ has done. You don't add anymore to the loving kindness, the perfect loving kindness of God that is displayed on the cross. So you see, friends, really have to be very careful and be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know why? Because the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives is to lead us to all kinds of truth. The very truth that the Word of God is saying. The very gospel of Jesus. So if you are not filled with the Holy Spirit, especially in the world we are living right now, where media is just so very easy to access. You have YouTube, you have Instagram, you have all this social media that will feed your mind with all of this non-truth that is not based on the gospel. That is false. We have to be very careful. We always have to ask now, Holy Spirit, would you guide me? I have just seen and watched this on YouTube. This preacher preaching, this Messiah saying that he is the Messiah, or this one is the angel of the Lord. Oh, my friends, let us be very careful. And we cannot do it on our own might. We have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The second conflict is this, and we can find it in Galatians chapter 2, verse 11 to 12. And let us read. But when Cephas, this is the Aramaic word for uh, name, uh, rather for Peter. But when Cephas or Peter came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. For before certain men came from James, he was eating with the Gentiles. But when they came, he drew back and separated himself Fearing the circumcision party. Oh, wow. So Paul, you know, had this news and have found out that these are, you know, these true brothers, Peter himself, have done this. And Paul was like, Bakit? What? Why are you living a hypocrite life? You are here with the Gentiles. You are filled with the Spirit of God. You are sharing Jesus, making disciples. You are showing the kindness that God has given in your life. But now when this Judaizers came, suddenly, iiwanan mo sila to where you guys are eating so that you won't be judged by this circumcision party. So you won't be labeled, ah, Peter is one of those, you know, disobedient children of God. You know, what Paul is saying here, Peter, you know the truth. You know the truth, oh Galatians. Truly, Paul's Peter to the Galatians, you will, you will read words if you will just, you know, read, and I challenge you. Read the book of Galatians this week. And you will find words of Peter that it's so unlikely for him to, you know, to, 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 to write. Because he's so frustrated. He's like, you know, some words in, in the chapters as you go along, you will, you will read there. Who bewitched you, O Galatians? Oh, you are so foolish, Galatians. You're running the race well. And yet, because of this conflict, now you will, you know, try to, you know, turn your backs to the very and true gospel of Jesus. Wow. So, let this be a lesson for us, Lighthouse friends, that if there is any ideology, any philosophy, any practices, any rituals that rises above the name of Jesus, 
and declares that you must do this. This is the way beside Jesus. You must, you must add this now so you can be saved. Let us be very careful, my friends. Let us ask more of the Holy Spirit to show us what is the truth. Because the gospel of Christ is for free. Let us look at the answer of Paul to this conflict. He said, For through the law I died to the law, so that I may live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I, Paul, who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Oh, the kindness of God. I do not nullify the grace of God. For if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. What Paul is clearly saying here, at tatagalui ko na, kung yung law lang ang babasihan natin for us to live a righteous life, a perfect life, for us to be saved, then walang kwenta na yung ginawa ni Jesus sa Kalbaryo. There is no purpose at all. You see, truly Paul was filled of the Holy Spirit and he already saw the actions of these Judaizers, the actions of the Galatians and Peter himself. The Holy Spirit led him and he saw already the fruits that were coming out. Let us be very careful, my friends, because Jesus would also tell us, you will know them by their fruits. So you see, if we are not filled with the Holy Spirit, tendency is that we will be living out of our flesh. I may be wrong. Maybe the Judaizers, you know, initiative is good. It's nice. But maybe also they are coming out from you know, jealousy. They are coming out from, you know, uh, a wrong mindset that these Gentiles shouldn't be saved. They should also be part of our culture. They should also be Jews to be saved. You see, when you do ministry at home, in your community, in the church that we are in, Lighthouse Christian Community, if we are doing it out of our own flesh, everything can go haywire. Everything can go wrong. So it's very important to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So let us go back to the story of this letter. Because Paul wasn't finished with them. He now started to declare in Galatians 5 verse 1, For freedom Christ has set us free. Hallelujah. Can you just say that out loud again? It is for freedom that Christ, and make it personal now, it is for freedom that Christ has set me free. And here is his encouragement. Stand firm, therefore, lighthouse, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. And he continued, Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. He said, For you were called to freedom, brothers. We are called to freedom, lighthouse friends. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. And he goes on, and now we have now the imperatives of Galatians. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 to 18. And he say, But I say, walk by the Spirit. Now that you have Jesus in you, now that it, this, all of this confusion, this conflict now is settled, now that we are back to the very gospel, the true gospel, I am telling you now, my friends, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires 
of the flesh. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that Paul didn't stop in just declaring that Christ is the true gospel? What he has done on the cross is more than enough. No, he said, you know what? Let's talk about how you're going to live now. How are you going to live daily? He is saying, walk by the Spirit, my friends, so that this flesh in you that is trying to rise up, this flesh in you, this character that is not of Christ, you will not gratify it. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit. And the desires of the Spirit are against of the flesh. You see, it will always be a battle. The Spirit of God in us, because we have accepted Jesus Christ, now as a disciple of God, walking by the Spirit, there is still this flesh in us that is, you know, somehow fighting. Hindi, dito tayo. But the Spirit of God is saying, no, my son, my daughter, this is the right way. There will always, there's also conflict inside of us. So if we are not in total reliance, my friends, in the work of the Holy Spirit in our life, tendency is we will be walking and following our flesh. Let me continue to read. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do, you see? But if you are led by the Spirit, there you go. You are not under by the law. Now, maybe some of you are asking right now, Pastor Carlo, Coach Carlo, how do I walk by the Spirit? What is Paul saying? How do I do it now in my everyday life? Well, why don't we read what Paul was saying in the book of Romans? And let me read Romans chapter 8, verses 5 to 8. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. Hallelujah. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. Well, you just heard it. These are not my words, but the very words of God. You've heard it right, my friends, that those who are walking in the flesh, those whose minds are set, on what the flesh desires. Kung mas sinusundan mo ang pita ng inyong laman at hindi ang spirito ng ating Diyos Ama, you are opposing God. We are totally, deliberately disobeying the Lord. It says in here that it does not submit to God's law. That that mind governed by the flesh, we are hostile to God. As if we are clenching our fist and we're saying, No, God, it's my way, not your way. So how do we walk in the Spirit? It starts in here, my friends. What Paul is saying to the Galatians, Set your minds now on things that is above. Have a transformed mind, my Lighthouse family. And I speak this word also for myself. Because even as a pastor, I also find myself challenged with my day-to-day life. I just uh, recently got married February. And there are sayings that when you get married, the more you become like Jesus Christ. (laughs) So can I hear all the husbands say, Amen, hallelujah to that, Pastor Carlo. Because that is true. 
Because the work of the Holy Spirit in us is every day. The very character of Christ should rise up. The Word of God is saying, Husbands, love your wives. Be patient to them. Be kind to them. So you see, if we are not filled with the Holy Spirit, papano na lang, mga kapatid? Lagi na lang tayo mag-aaway sa bahay? Ayaw naman natin mabuhay ng ganun, di po ba? So, let's always set our minds. That is how we walk by the Spirit. I wanted to, in my own words, to put it clearly, my understanding of Romans. To walk in the Spirit is this, my lighthouse friends. From my own words, it is a day-to-day, moment-by-moment, total obedience, full reliance on the Spirit of God. A day-to-day, moment-by-moment, Walang oras na hindi nasasayang. Walang araw na lumalagpas. It is a lifestyle, my friends. It is a walk. That's why Paul is saying, if you would continue read the book of Galatians, walk in step. Sabayan mo ang tugtog ng Holy Spirit sa iyong buhay. Huwag kang lilihis. Be obedient to the calling of the Lord in your life. Be obedient in the very words of God that is displayed in front of you right now. And I believe so, you can also testify that you hear the Holy Spirit in every single day of your life. He is the conscience. He is that conviction. That is the work of the Holy Spirit in us. He convicts us of what is truth. He convicts us of what is right so that our moral compass would always be on point so that our character would always be of Jesus Christ. I wanted to give you a visual illustration. Would you just follow me now on this very side? I have in here an illustration so that we can understand more what, what Paul is saying. And really appreciate what does it look like to be filled with the Spirit. So that when we go out there, we can show more kindness to the people. You see, the work of the Spirit in us is uh, to change us first before it flow through us. Now, the orange ping-pong balls represents the very word that is right now in your screen. Galatians chapter 5. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, and so on and so on. Right? Andami. And this very vessel represents our very life. Yes, we are saved by grace and by faith through Jesus Christ. But you see, my friends, there is still in us the work of the flesh that needs to be taken out. So as we walk in the Holy Spirit, moment by moment, day by day, total obedience, total reliance of the Holy Spirit. This is what happens. The Holy Spirit fills us up. And as the Holy Spirit fills us up, all the work of the flesh in us now is taken out. All those lies, all those hatred, and those things that is not the very character of Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit fills in you and take that out. And what now lives inside of you is the very text that we just read. 
in the beginning of our preaching. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such thing, there is no law. Against such, the, like the, the law of the Torah, the, the law of Moses in the context of the churches in that region of Galatia. There is no such law. This is what Paul is trying to explain to them. So for us, Lighthouse friends, you see, to live and to be filled with the Holy Spirit is very important. This is the kind of life that God wants you to have. That everything in you is just all about Jesus. The very character of Christ. Hallelujah. Can you just give now praises to our God? And you know, one of those characters that we should exercise more in this day that we are living in, in this time that we are in, it is kindness. Maybe some of you right now are trying to, hmm, parang introduction palang papalayon ni Pastor Carlo. <laughs> Do not worry. But kindness, the word kindness that was used by Apostle Paul in his letter, in the very words that we read, the Word of God, the word that was used there, the Greek word is krestotes. Can you now say it out loud with me? Krestotes. It means goodness, gentle. It means doing a selfless act. You are not, you know, looking for anything in return. Serves where there is need. Krestotes means that when the Spirit of God is in you, it means that you are now so compelled to act on it. It is not just a name. It is not just an adjective. It is a verb. You are now compelled to act and pour out kindness to the people around you. For you are now so overwhelmed and so now filled with the very presence of God, the very loving kindness of God. You are now looking at people, at your family, at your husband, at your wife. And the very character that is coming out to you is this. What can I do for you? How can I be better for you? What is the very thing that you need right now that I can get you, that I can do for you, that I can serve you well? Crestotes. That is the very word. That is the very fruit. The fruit of the Spirit that God wants to live in us. So if we are not filled by the Spirit, I tell you, my lighthouse friends, Again, we cannot show or give or pour out kindness to other people. Because kindness is bestowed by the Holy Spirit in us and through us. Kindness is not our character as human being. It is the very character of God that we have to learn. That we have to experience. You know, I like this uh, phrase that we always say here in Lighthouse. You know, you can teach what you know, but you can only produce who you are. So if who we are is not filled by the Holy Spirit, if we are not overflowing, then how can we give kindness to other people? Especially in the world that we are living in. Christotes. I like this. When the Holy Spirit is working in a believer, that the believer strives to become adaptable to the needs of those around him. 
So if the Holy Spirit is overflowing in you and filled in you, the byproduct of that should be that you as a believer right now, that you should now learn to be unadaptable. You should learn now to adapt to every kind of scenarios, especially to the people who are in need of the kindness, the loving kindness of God. This is so contrary to the flesh, which says, excuse me, but if you don't like me the way I am, that's tough. This is the way I am. If you don't like it, you can just get out of here. Right? I'm not changing for anyone. Mm. Have you ever heard of these uh, phrases, even in your life? Yung tipong, ayaw mo magpakumbaba. Ay, kung ayaw nyo sa akin, eh di wag na. Ah, di ba? I think I also, you know, uh, heard that to myself and praise be to God for His grace and the work of the Holy Spirit continuously in my life. You see, kindness is the word kindness that is being preached here by Paul. It simply means that it's a word of action that compels you now that even it's out of your way, even it's not the usual thing that you, you do, you would still pour out time, love, generosity, gentleness, loving kindness to the people who are in need. Christotes, kindness in the book of Galatians. But if you really want to go deeper, I want to present you now this word. The Hebrew word of kindness, hesed. Uh, when I was learning this word, hesed, uh, they were saying that you have to have uh, somehow a, uh, a phlegm at the back of your uh, throat to say it. <laughs> hesed, that's the way to do it. Forgive me if I can't uh, do it well because I, I, I'm not a Jew. But hesed, hesed is the very character of God. Hesed is God. Loving kindness, mercy, goodness, attribute of grace, benevolence, or compassion. And I think for all of us, it will take us an eternity to really learn the very meaning of hesed, the very character of God. And I like what he was saying in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 to 21. And he say, I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how deep is the loving kindness of Christ to us. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measures of all the fullness of God. We can never understand in our own lifetime what hesed means. Even though Titus can say it, but when the kindness and love of God, our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and the renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that having been justified by His grace, we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life. Friends, Hesed is in the very mind of God. Before He even say, let us create the world, let there be light. Hesed is in the very heart of God when He said to the Holy Spirit and His Son, let us come together and let us create Man, And when men fail because of sin, he said, it's in the very character of God. That's why 
He has sent his son. The biggest and wonderful display of Hesed that we can see and understand in our lifetime now is in the very cross where Jesus was crucified. That is Hesed. That is the loving kindness of Christ, of God in us. That's why we sing such songs. I love this hymnal song. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I was once lost, but now I am found. I was blind, but now I see because of your loving kindness, O God. Because you are Hesed. And this song that we also usually sing at Sundays here at Lighthouse. The bridge part of here I am to worship. I'll never know how much it cost, O God, to see my sin upon that cross. So here... I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. Because you see, my friends, the end result of kindness, the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, the goal is that worship and adoration goes back to the one who saved us, to the one who is loving and kind to us, to the one who died on the cross. He said, loving kindness. Is that the very fruit of the Spirit that is living in us? I pray that even right now, the Holy Spirit is convicting you. That the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now. If there is strife, inside your home right now, amongst your friends, if there is unforgiveness, if you are the kind of person that you don't care anymore, that there's already apathy that was already birthed in your heart and in your mind, God is telling us, my son, walk in the Spirit and let my loving kindness be poured out unto you so that you can pour it out unto others so that other people will taste and see that I am good so that all adoration and all praises and all worship will go back to me. I am one and my family is one of the few people who, and many people, if I may say, who are in the receiving end of the loving kindness of God and in this community that we are in. You see, my father was hospitalized two weeks ago. He had a stroke. He had a bleeding in his brain. Two kinds of stroke, actually. One bleeding and another blocking in his nerves. But praise be to God that for all of you who have shown loving kindness to us, I can remember when we were in the ER, Brother Rodell and his son, Dr. Pao, and then the very next day, you know, elders and leaders and servant leaders of Lighthouse Christian Community started to text, started to call, started to offer a prayer, a word of encouragement. Oh, we are so blessed. Maraming maraming salamat po. If I have not called your name, you know who you are. And my family and me myself give thanks to you right now. And we believe that it is God who will fill also, the loving kindness that you have poured out in us. But you know, what I am trying to testify here is this. That during those weeks, my father was in the ICU. My father was on his lying bed. And every time that I have moments with him, that it's just me and my father. Because of the loving kindness that we have received. 
from our community, from all of you. Instead of us worrying, instead of us entertaining anxiety and fear, me and my dad, we found ourselves in that very room, worshiping God, saying, singing songs. It may be old, it may be Don Moen because daddy loves old songs. But you see, that is the very goal of kindness. That is the very goal of hased in our lives. When we pour out into others, worship now starts to rise up. Because I remember I was going home that very night. I was walking. And God just spoke to me and he said, You see, my son, you know me. Your father knows me. And look at the effect of kindness, of my loving kindness to the people that you know, to you and to your family. Now let me ask you this, my son. How much more? How much more to the people who are out there dying, confused, gripping in the very last rope of their lives, asking for direction, asking for clarity, because there is so much chaos right now in the world. Loving kindness. We are called to be filled with the kindness of God so that we could pour out to these people, so that we could share Jesus and make disciples. Hallelujah. Salamat, Panginoon. Napakabuti mo sa amin. Come on, Lighthouse. Would you just give Him praise? Give Him all the glory that He deserves. For He is a loving God. He is Hesed. His loving kindness to us is for eternity. It is for us today, tomorrow, and forevermore. Pinupuri ka namin, Panginoon. Hallelujah. We give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Right now, maybe you are asking, Pastor Carlo, so how do I now exercise loving kindness? How do I now exercise kindness as I am being filled by the Holy Spirit today? Let me encourage you, why don't you start in your very own home? Start with your husband. Start with your wife. Start with your kids. Let us show the kindness of God that we see on the very cross of Jesus. And let us now pour it now to our family. But let's just not stop there, Lighthouse family. Why don't you also show kindness to your friends? to your churchmates, to your relatives who are not with you. Why don't you give them a call right now and say a prayer to them? I remember the very quote that Charles Spurgeon made. He said, The very true form of kindness that I have received is a prayer from a friend, from a family member. You see, kindness is not just all about giving or helping or serving but it's also about praying so let me encourage you also as you pour out kindness to your family to your friends would you also pour out kindness in the form of a prayer for this nation our nation philippines has gone through a lot of things this 2020 and as i said in the very beginning of my preaching it's already november some of us and maybe most all of us you know are tired already the pandemic the online work everything all these changes all this chaos is already taking its toll we need kindness in our community we need to see jesus in our community and it starts within us being filled with the Holy Spirit being filled with the Hesed of Jesus Christ. 
And maybe the Lord is really knocking on your doors right now to even make an extra effort. And here at Lighthouse, we have all the windows of opportunity for all of us to help. We are now helping all our kababayan through giving. It may be in kind. It may be through clothes or food. Sa lahat ng mga nasalanta ng storm the past few weeks. And not only that, we are still also continuing to adopt a family to help those families who are struggling in this pandemic. Why don't you give us a call and look now on the description after the service how you can help in kind and really show kindness to our community. Let us end our service now in thanksgiving and in prayer. Why don't you lift up your hands, O Lighthouse people, and let us pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your loving kindness that is shown through your Son on that cross, on that day where those nails are being pierced in your hands, O God. Lord, your thoughts was said. The names were our names that were running in your heart. And I will say, I will get out of my way because I love you, my son. I love you, my daughter. I will show you my hesed, my loving kindness. So I can fill you up so that you can overflow in this day of time and that you can share Jesus and make disciples. So Father, we come and we humble ourselves. First and foremost, O oh God, Lord, we ask for forgiveness. If there was a moment in our lives that we have set our minds in the ways of the flesh. Lord, forgive us. We are sinners, O God. We don't know what we are doing, O Father. And Lord, as you forgive us and wash us clean right now with your most precious blood, Holy Spirit, would you now fill us up? Fill us up, Holy Spirit. Fill us up right now, Lord God, with your loving kindness. May we experience your hesed to where we are standing right now. And may we overflow in the mighty name of Jesus. That even by today, Lord, we will find ourselves so compelled, so filled up, overflowing. Lord, that we will now take steps of actions to show kindness to our wives, to our husbands, to our children, to the family that we are in, to our friends, to our family members who are far away from us, and to this nation that you have called, O Lord, to this world, O God, that is trying the very best that it can to survive and thrive in this chaos, in this pandemic. Lord, you have called us to be filled with kindness so that we can show kindness to the world so that they can taste and see that the Lord is good and that the effect will be, O God, the byproduct of it, O Lord, that all praise, that at the end of the day, that every mouth will confess that you are good, that you are God, that you are loving, and that you are kind to us. This is our prayer, our dear Heavenly Father. We love you and we thank you. We are excited. Continue to strengthen us to walk in step the Holy Spirit day by day, moment by moment, total obedience, full reliance in the Spirit of the living God. In this we pray. In Jesus' name, Amen.
Amen. Amen. Would you just give the Lord your best praise? Come on, church. Don't stop there. Let your neighbors hear you that the Lord is good. Hallelujah. God bless you and see you on our next preaching series next Sunday.